My hometown of Wellfleet can be a mysterious place where inexplicable things happen. Not long ago, we lost three-quarters of a million dollars. Nobody in town hall knew where it went. Two town administrators and two town accountants quit during the shelf life of a box of linguine. Nobody knows why. And this past week, a dead man was in the running for the Board of Selectmen. It used to be that there were always two or more candidates running for a board seat. When I first ran, there were six. That was because the 1980s and 90s brought a profusion of very special retirees to the town. Folks who were well-educated and fiercely civic-minded. Folks who chose not to suffer brain death by retiring in Florida. They unseated the town boss, they wrote the town charter, and the comprehensive plan. They filled the seats of every town committee, and many ran for the Board of Selectmen. One by one, however, they aged out or passed away. But while all this was happening, the world changed, and the town along with it. Homes became investment opportunities, and house prices soared. Young families moved away. Those that managed to stay had to work two or more jobs. Then along came the Internet and Facebook and COVID and a kind of angry civic frustration that turned meetings into opportunities to vent. Overworked and feeling disregarded, the young generation, those that were left, were disinclined to run for public office. Why put up with all the nastiness? And besides, who had the time? So, for this week's Wellfleet special election, held because an elected member of the board resigned in frustration, there were two middle-aged candidates, one an admitted Republican and the other a long-time Democrat. This should not matter, of course, not when the Wellfleet Charter specifically states all town elections shall be nonpartisan. But... This being America in 2023, where everything is partisan, it certainly did matter. The Republican was on the defensive from the get-go, claiming that his losses in the past select board races stemmed from a smear campaign about his political affiliations. In the Provincetown Independent, he insisted there was a lot of misinformation going around town about him, including a story that he had participated in the attack on the U.S. Capitol. Vehemently defending himself, he said, if that were true, the Secret Service would have already arrested me. Not the strongest self-defense for belonging to a party that favors criminalizing abortion, cutting taxes for the rich, and Medicaid for the poor not in a Democratic-leaning town. So, it should have been a no-brainer that the Democrat would win, except that on top of all his good work with the environment, he happened to operate a mosquito-control franchise that's been linked to killing bees. Even longtime Democrats didn't know what to do. In response... A small grassroots campaign emerged to write in Bruce McGibbon, a former attorney and an avowed fiscal conservative. Bruce conjured up 
images of his frugal heritage by always wearing a kilt to town meetings. His local nickname was Chainsaw McGibbon, stemming, if my memory serves, from an incident in which he encouraged an official to leave his property by chasing him with a gas-powered garden tool. He is also remembered for shooting his good friend in the foot during a card game, both qualities that would bespeak his suitability for office in today's political climate. In Congress, if not for selectmen, one street sign advertised Wellfleet's frustration. It said, what's the use? Write in Bruce, except that Bruce died five years ago. He was a long shot, to be sure. But the race looked tight. Street signs sprouted for all the candidates. Facebook lit up with sarcastic comments. Republicans were urged to get out and vote. Many Democrats said they wouldn't vote. The outcome was up in the air. And on election night, the Republican got 433 votes. The Democrat, 426. And Bruce McGibbon, 16 votes. The inexplicable had happened once again. A dead candidate had spoiled the election, just proving in Wellfleet anything can happen. I'm Ira Wood, and that's my opinion.